Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling. Hello, welcome to Love Las Vegas for Jessica Seeps with myself, Greg Eves Peterson, now part of the Beeson Family of Podcasts. We've got a tremendous podcast for you as got a little bit of a two-parter. We're going to be doing a lot of just preparation for the upcoming season over the next few weeks as more and more of these teams they start to get into the gym. More of these kids are starting to get on campus for classes and we should be getting a little bit more on the front of like injuries, guys are starting to emerge with regards to some of these practices, what have you. But in the meantime, we got to find out how in the heck we're going to prepare for this upcoming season. And we are currently taking a look at these rosters that they might have a little bit of volatility, and we're going to be doing that with Justin Perry. We're going to be talking a little bit about the teams that you want to maybe focus on early on here in the offseason process and the teams that maybe you want to wait on a little bit if there's a little bit of uncertainty as to whether or not there's going to be two-time transfers in the fold for this team or not. So we're going to be diving in on that front. On top of that, we're going to be taking a look at teams that could provide a lot of bang for your buck during the early part of the college basketball season. Teams that go from being like dead last in the conference and maybe they don't have like a complete renaissance, but they go from being 10th to 7th. Those are teams that can provide a lot of value and we're going to be focusing on on a lot of those teams. I'm going to be throwing out a few squads that I think are going to have a little bit of value on that front. I'm going to be discussing that topic with our good friend Justin Perry over at Shot Quality Bets and I know that he's going to be explaining why so many teams that maybe they made big runs in March slash they had the exact opposite. They had a little bit of a tragic March. They could be able to provide a lot of value as well. So we're going to be doing that in segment number two. And if you do have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways to be able to throw those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at unit underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters EM, they mean does not matter. So as per usual, please just send these into the timeline. Other ways, find an Apple podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. Then from there, you're able to fire on whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five star review. Really not getting a lot. In terms of the news and notes front in college basketball as of right now, we've been trying to update you guys in terms of some of these foreign guys who have been able to come on campus. We really didn't see a lot of that either on Tuesday. So, unfortunately, we don't really have a lot here at the top, but we've got a lot of meat after the break as we are going to be talking with Justin Perry of Shot Quality Bets. We're going to be diving into a lot of things to get you set for the upcoming season. That comes up on the flip side here on Coast to Coast Soups with myself, Greg Peterson, now a part of the Decent Family Podcast. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This show slash podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. And over at BetterHelp, they're helping you try to be able to ease up on your life a little bit more because I'm sure that you, much like myself, wish you had a little bit more time on your hands, whether that be to pursue a hobby. I myself could use a little bit of sleep as I've been handicapping about like 300 games a week and you're not able to get a lot of sleep when you're working that much. So hopefully you appreciate it on this podcast. But that said, Therapy can be exactly what you need to be able to get a little bit more time on your hands to pursue exactly what you love. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched up with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time at no additional charge. Learn what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Coast today. That's C-O-A-S-T to be able to get 10% off through your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Coast. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my day. day. (laughs) Are you ready to become a winning sports better? 
Schedule a call with SBIA to find out how their service can make you a long-term winning player. They've developed an innovative algorithm that maximizes units return, and they are so confident in their system that they offer a money-back guarantee. Sign up by October 31st and get their NBA package at no cost until they reach 10 net units. They treat sports betting like a business. So if you want to learn how to make your sports betting dreams a reality, visit them at SBIA1.com and check them out on social media at SBIA Sports. Las Vegas, Jesse Cassips, with myself, Greg Eames Peterson, now part of the Beast Family Podcast, and it is always great to be joined by this man as we've got Justin Perry aboard. He does absolutely amazing work over at Chalk Volley Bets, taking a look at this game that we all know and love of college basketball. I know that he does a whole heck of a lot more than just college basketball, though. Did a great job during the NBA season. He's getting set for some football. He's been doing a great job on the baseball front as well, and to be able to find him on the old X. You're able to find him at Justin Perry, the number eight, and that last name is spelled P-E-R-R-I. And Justin, it's always great to have you aboard. Thank you. Greg, it is always a pleasure to be here. I'm excited to talk a little college basketball. We're so close to the season, now less than 10 weeks to go until we actually have some games. And, I mean, college basketball just sort of hits you over the back of the head. You start with like 100 games on day one, and then it's basically a blur of thousands and thousands of betting opportunities until we get to March. So I'm just excited to be here. Oh, I am very excited as well, and it's just very rough in order to get to those thousands and thousands of games, though, because it's such a long offseason in college basketball, and something that has been standing out to me the last few weeks is just trying to prepare for the upcoming season, because there's a lot of uncertainty with these rosters. Something that I noticed from the college football front is that there are a lot of two, three, insert, number above one time transfers that aren't graduate transfers that they were not allowed their waiver in college football. And is this something that is on your radar? Because, I mean, while we were able to dive into the analytics and everything like that, not knowing these rosters does make it very difficult to evaluate a team like an Ole Miss, like a Memphis, that they do have a lot of these guys that main slash may not be out there on the court night number one. It's looking more and more like we have to assume that most of these players will not be out there. Assuming that their sport was offered at both of the four-year colleges, they already played at or already were a part of uh, there are some exceptions that might be granted for certain reasons i know we've seen a couple examples now but it's it's definitely a very interesting i guess time in college basketball because how is the ncaa going to handle the influx of transfers and you know the amount of students that are bouncing around between schools you know coach calipari was just on i think sports center talking about how it feels like it's one and done right now so clearly there's sentiment amongst coaches especially in college basketball to you know kind of stop this movement that apparently makes it difficult for them to create team culture and really like build towards something it's definitely a difficult process already and then to have the option for guys to be able to move on without the potential of losing a year clearly you know opens the floodgates so this is going to be a really interesting thing to see how the NCAA handles it but as of now I'm definitely looking forward and handling and thinking of it as not going to have the majority of players who have now transferred to a third school and I think when it comes to getting prepared for a season and that's any season whether that be the football season whether that be college basketball, the NBA, what have you. I always think that you want to go with the known commodities slash the known schools first, and then teams with more unknowns you save for the end, which is a big reason why, with regards to my conference previews, I always do more of the mid-majors first because I always feel like we have a little bit more of an understanding of those rosters earlier on, whereas the power conference teams, 
they always feel like they have a few more moving parts. And is that something that you try to do as well? Because I'm finding myself with teams like a Memphis, for example, like I have not done my American conference preview yet because I have no stinking idea what the roster is going to be looking like. I was mentioning Ole Miss as well. Are these teams that maybe you want to put to the back burner and instead you want to take a look at a little bit more of a known commodity? Like UC Irvine is not going to be dealing at all with the transfer portal. We know exactly what the roster is going to be. Is that sort of the approach that you want to be taking as well or do you have a different way of going about evaluating some of these teams with regards to your hierarchy slash order? Yeah, I think you definitely want to take a look at the most known things possible at this point in the season, especially if you're looking at like futures markets, big player, big names in these big conferences where there is just so much more movement. You're attracting bigger prospects. You have the guys sort of jumping from the smaller schools and going up to the bigger schools. It's just not as commonplace to see it the other way around. So at this point, you kind of know that the players who are still on the roster for these mid-majors or even the low-major schools, probably unless you like get a crazy coaching change a la Manhattan last season, you're not going to see any real shakeups of drastic value. So yeah, I think what you're saying there about like going into the schools where you know which players are really going to be present is a very smart way of going about it. And I think, you know, obviously people want to talk about who's going to win the tournament, who's going to make March Madness, like all this stuff. I mean, it's kind of what we all, you know, ultimately build towards as it is. But, you know, these are the schools where you're probably looking at the most activity, the, the leaders in the conferences, the teams that are contenders that are attracting talent. You kind of want to wait to get as much information as possible. And honestly, for me, like, I don't really start playing futures until a few games in. I mean, it's just so difficult to really do it on paper for me. I definitely want to see how players are playing together. If they're able to like battle back from wins early in the season, you can kind of get the sense of you know who's going to have that dog in them a little bit. I personally am always the patient one. Uh, I think you know I always make like my championship futures bets about a week in. Usually try to do that because you're not going to see that much of a jump. It would take a team a lot of like a dominance or a, a fall to do that. But the more information you can get, the better you're going to do in terms of evaluating some of the prices out there so far out of the season still. And I don't know whether you mentioned it intentionally or unintentionally, but I <laughs> thought that you hit on something very interesting there. It's just a pair you does great work over at Jack Wally Betts is joining me on Coast to Coast Hoops. And you were mentioning that the eyes, they do go to these teams that they're going to be competitive for the NCAA tournament, perhaps being able to make a deep run. And I think that you just laid out a good betting angle for the start of the season. Looking at these teams that they might have been putrid in their conference last year, they might have been in like last place, they might have been in like second to last place. Like right now, I'm doing some research in the Sun Belt. Georgia State, complete money burning team. They were completely awful last season. Looking at a team like that, and if you think that they might be more like middle of the pack, I feel like there's great money to be made because whether you're betting on Duke versus North Carolina or if you're betting on Georgia State versus Appalachian State, there's always lots of money to be made with regards to both fronts. It doesn't matter what school you're taking a look at. How much do you want to be focusing on some of these teams that maybe they were like completely wretched last season and they go from being something like completely wretched to being, you know what, mediocre slash halfway decent because I think that those are always some of the teams that could be the most profitable throughout a regular season. Yeah, there's definitely a very sticky evaluative culture in college basketball in terms of like how a team does the year prior can take a long time to get phased out. And that's pretty common practice to use 
priors to derive your projections early in the season, but how quick you are to sort of pull back and start using the current season's data is always up for debate. And, you know, it's something that we talk about very, very frequently over at Shock Quality as the season starts, like when we want to start using more and more of this season's data and phasing out uh, what we have from the season past and how we sort of start our evaluations. And I personally lean towards using predictive data as quickly as possible to sort of stay on the edge. But yeah, I definitely think that looking at the teams that are sort of coming from the bottom that have that reputation of being the bottom of a conference is definitely the way to go. When those lines on conference tournament winners open up, you know, you can probably get yourself uh, some teams that maybe do have some good fights in the non-conference schedule early against maybe a bye game or something like that and actually put up a little bit of a fight in the you know, start of the second half or something like and show you maybe that spark and all that type of stuff. Or maybe if you can identify that the roster really is improved compared to last year and you can get some money down on those types of plays to support them and have a ticket through the end of the season. And then if they get a couple big wins, their odds obviously drastically fall and you can kind of fade them and hedge against them. Yeah, I think there's definitely value if you can sort of pinpoint teams that have quietly gotten better that don't maybe have the eyes on the conference, especially, you know, no one's really kind of looking into how some of those mid-majors are doing. If you're a conference specialist, those are some of the softest lines that you're going to be able to find as they open and, you know, kind of get shaped as we see the play really start to tell us who's going to be who in the conference this year. Yes, I think that that is something that is so important to be able to do, looking at these teams that they might be able to make some small moves up. Like, even with IUPUI last year, obviously IUPUI did not like the world on fire, but they went from historically bad to just being bad. And if you were playing that sort of an angle, you were able to make a lot of money during the conference season with an IUPUI. And like we were saying, tickets on IUPUI catch the same as your ACC schools, granted, your limits on IUPUI might be a little bit lower than that, so I will throw that out there for the bigger betters. But at the same time, there's still lots of money to be made on that front. It's joining me on the podcast. We do have Justin Perry, who does amazing work over at Trot Quality Bets. And are there maybe a few teams that you do think could be one of those teams that they go from completely sorry in their conference and maybe they don't win the conference, but at the same time, they take some strides forward. Like a few of the ones I've been doing on a few of my conference previews was like a Loyola, Maryland. I think that they can finish number three in the Patriot League, take some strides forward. Long Island. I have them in the top half of the NEC. And I think that they, after they were one of the worst teams in all of college basketball last year, they could perhaps take some strides forward. Are there any teams that you're evaluating? And perhaps they were just completely sorry last year. And they go from being maybe not like number one or number two in the conference, but they take some strides forward. Yeah, you know, I think that there's going to be some room for a few teams. I, you know, a story that's coming to mind is some of the talent that's headed to one of my favorite teams in Chicago State this year. I mean, I think people know that story, so there's not going to be like this quiet way for us to kind of get in there. But I'm definitely looking at Oklahoma State to kind of reload and, and make a little bit of a push in the Big 12. I think that's going to be an interesting one to watch. They've shown they can put together teams that compete in that conference, and there's some newcomers, so that'll be interesting. I think, you know, we need to probably be ready to fade some of the teams that are making a 
change in scenery, especially if they're moving to tougher conferences. So I think that's always a pretty you know easy one to look into. I mean, I'm not necessarily saying go out and fade Houston this year, but you know, for teams like BYU, it might not be too fun. So I'm definitely looking at that early in the season to kind of expect a difficult welcome for some of these teams and the realignments that we're seeing. I mean, what a time in college basketball, Greg, where, you know, we're seeing historic battles, you know, dissipate new rivalries form and trying to figure out transfers. Uh, but there's, there's a lot of interesting transfers around the block too that you know you definitely want to pay attention to and and see how things are going to do i think there's going to be a lot of overreactions i mean i'm definitely someone who's going to be lower on a team like you know fau who a lot of fun don't get me wrong but to you know we're hearing people talk about a team like that in the top 20 some people going top 15 i just i have nightmares of the discussion of north carolina in the preseason We've got Justin Perry of Shot Quality Bets joining me right here on Coast to Coast Hoops. And I think that you bring up something so interesting with Florida Atlantic as well, because we always notice the overreactions from teams that make runs in the NCAA tournament. And how much of an angle is that? Because I don't know if you're going to have as much value with a team like Purdue that we remember they just completely flopped against Fairleigh Dickinson. I still think that they're going to be in high regard. So I don't think that that's necessarily going to be the best team. But I mean, you bring up Florida Atlantic, and we could easily be talking about that for a team like Memphis, for example. Once again, a bunch of which we've got a lot of question marks as to how that roster is going to be looking. But how much do you want to perhaps be buying low on some of these teams that they were upset victims last year as well? Because I do think that it works both ways with perhaps looking at a team like a Florida Atlantic, like a Miami, that they made a deep run that was a little bit unexpected. And at the same time, looking at these teams that maybe they lost on like a buzzer beater in their conference tournament, things like that. Like Chattanooga, when they made the NCAA tournament, they had to make that nearly half quarter against Firm. And as we know, the next year, Firm, it makes the NCAA tournament. They win a game against Virginia. Do you think that it really works both ways? Because I do think that there are some teams that they get undervalued because of a exit in their conference tournament slash early on in the NCAA tournament as well. Yeah, no, I think both sides of that coin hold up, and I'm glad they do. I think it speaks a lot to what we do over at SQ and the way that I also personally approach the game there is that, you know, there are going to be teams that lost in hard luck scenarios. We look, we talked about Memphis, right, and then two FAU. You want to talk about FAU? They were a hair away from not getting out of one of the earlier rounds of the tournament last year, and they capitalize on something like that and create a Cinderella-like run. That's the magic of the sport. But it also needs to be something you do not forget about because, you know, you're going to have teams that get very lucky and one that sticks out, and, and people don't really talk about the luck factor, but we definitely know what happened with last year's pregame ratings or preseason ratings was UNC, right? And everybody had them as one of the top teams. They can't perform. It just does not really come back that it sort of appears as though where's the team that made that run the year before well a lot of it was in you know some luck and some bad shooting against and things sort of combined to make these perfect storms and those are the things that fuel the stories that we talk about because that's what ends up happening in sports more times than not so i think we definitely want to be aware of the teams that missed by a hair, that fought hard against the team that made a run and lost in a game where every shot ended up mattering. Those are the teams you definitely want to chase after. And then the ones that, you know, maybe 
got the lucky end of a few of those or a good team missed a lot of threes and that's how they advanced. Like, I don't know if Pittsburgh is going to live up to the same type of run they had last season. Seemed very fueled by luck. So I just want to look at like the luckiest teams and use maybe some of the expected data that we have at our disposal to really pinpoint the ones that might have been an overperformance and led to a perception that can be capitalized on early in the season. Yep, I think that that is always so important to do as well. And the way to be able to identify a lot of those teams as well is just by simply watching games. You can gather a little bit from a box score, but actually taking a look at some of these games as well, which I know you guys over there at Chalk Quality Bets, you do a great job looking at the actual footage to be able to break it down as well. That is something that is so important to do, in my opinion, Justin. I know that you are very hard at work this offseason. You guys are doing amazing work over at Chalk Quality Bets, trying to get us just as much intel for the upcoming season as humanly possible. And on top of that, in the meantime, you've been doing a great job on the baseball front. I know that you are prepared for what is going to be a great football season as well. So love to get people at home and what's all on tap for you and how people can follow along on social media and other platforms. Of course, and I appreciate you having me on to discuss some college basketball. We definitely are looking forward to this year over at Shot Quality where we use location data for every player on every shot to come up with some of the most accurate estimations of the value of every shot possible. So that's what we're trying to base our evaluations on. We look at every single game, every single shot, have our own independent evaluation of the value that is created by offenses and defenses. So very excited to be bringing that you know, more and more into the conversation about how we evaluate true like meaning of what a good shot is. So excited to keep talking basketball. We'll have a lot of cool stuff, and you can follow me over on X, I guess is what it's called now. It's Justin Perry, P-E-R-R-I, and the number eight. Yep, it is very strange. The artist formerly known as Twitter, now X, just like <laughs> the Big Ten, who hasn't had 10 teams in there since I've been born, now having 18 teams in the conference. So lots of changes, but one thing that remains a constant is the hard work and the great insights that Justin Perry gives us a big thanks to Justin for joining me right here on Coast to Coast Hoops, now part of the Visa Family Podcast. And if you do like hearing from this fine podcast, Coast to Coast Hoops, you're able to subscribe wherever your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And if you do have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at GNNers41. Keep in mind, letters ZM, they mean does not matter, so as per usual, please send these into the timeline. And the other way, that is fine an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated from there. You're able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast by that five-star review. As I've been alluding to, we are really getting short on the news and notes of college basketball with regards to the transfer portal. Looks like we are essentially done with regards to a lot of player movement. We might see a couple ripples here and there, but with regards to these rosters are relatively set. We need to see if we are going to be getting these two-time transfers out there or not, but he is in the barn there, and now it's all about turning forward to the upcoming season. I will hopefully have another conference preview up for you guys within the next 48 or so hours, as once we power through all those, it'll be time for the season when I get you guys picks and analysis on every single game, every single day, so appreciate you tuning in today, and I'll be back with you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can be all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you and you're able to learn more over at BetterHelp.com. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com.